What is up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath show presented by TLR Coatings and Durango Guitar Works. We are here wrapping up rounds uh, four and five. Still waiting for this guy. West Coast. Cole is not here. He's late. He said he was going to be here, but shockingly, uh, he's late. That's not really a surprise at all. Even the camera guy managed to make it five minutes before uh, coming in late. Max back there, the man behind the camera there doing the edits now. So if stuff is bad or you guys don't like it, um, please send all anymore. hate emails to uh, 601 Media there. Would be yep. great. Yep. Find them on Instagram. Um, anyway, like I said, we were wrapping up rounds uh, rounds four and five here. Salt Lake City four and five. That's so weird to say. We got two rounds to go. Man. We only got two to go. Tell you what, when you start doing the two races a week, stuff goes by quickly. Clicks off. It's fast. crazy, man. Fast. Um, so anyway, before we get started here, like I said, uh, we are presented by TLR Coatings and Durango Guitar Works. So custom powder coating, custom guitars. We're basically, if you own a custom shop, call us because we will put you on the show. It's all custom, man. That's all there is to it. We're all custom here. Custom cars, custom tattoos. Custom shoes. Custom everything, okay? Yeah. Show me your shoes. Show me your work shoes. Put one up, dude. Put one up. Yeah, dude. No slip. The feel is. That's great. I like all the flower on them. That's that gangster. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, make sure to follow us on uh, all the major social media networks. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm sure Cole was not tweeting like he should have been. Max over there running the Instagram now. Um, he was just at Baja for the qualifiers, so he will be throwing up lots of sick, sick edits. edits here as we go along. Fire um, also, uh, if you uh, if you wanna support us um, in a monetary way, uh, there's Patreon, there is Amazon links, there's t-shirt links, there's all that crap in the description down below. It's a great way. It's Monday. God, Travis. Monday's going great. Travis is just getting excited. Oh my God, I can't handle this. Um, all those links are in the description down below. Also, the best way to help us out is just to like, subscribe, comment, share. Um, let us know what we're doing wrong and or right. Mostly wrong. Because obviously we do a lot wrong. A uh, few things right. Mostly wrong. So anyway, that will help us the most. So, let's talk tracks for just a second here. I'm gonna be upfront with you since Wednesday was so many days ago. I don't remember too much of everything that went. I remember the mains. I don't remember too much of everything going on because that's just that's way back. In the well, day. yeah. So I've changed up my whole note taking thing here. I basically put the major points from both rounds. I, I basically divided oh, yeah. them because I have them divided when I take the notes. I put the major points down, but I don't have like I usually do where it's like, oh, so and so did this, 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 and this, and then so and so did this, 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 and this. Nah, we're not quite. It's only downfall of having two races a week when one of the yes. races happens in the middle of the week. It's hard to remember everything that happened. Yes. Now, what I do remember about round four is that it was the exact same track as round three, just we went the other way. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So they did make a couple of changes, but other than that, we just went the other way. Um, but other than that, kind of surprised and happily surprised that they've done as many changes to the track as they have throughout the throughout the weeks here well i don't want to jump since we're talking about round four but the one thing i'll say about before we are with round five is is i liked all the flat corners most people don't like it. it it's very one line everybody just stays tight to the corner but it really shows who has good technique and who doesn't and once again narrow everybody's going to go to the inside but it just it switches something up because they even said it in the broadcast it's something you don't see like chad was talking about that you just don't see a lot of flat corners in Supercross unless yep. you're coming back around the start straight. 
But uh, yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised, and I don't exactly remember the uh, the layouts for the next two rounds, but I know that the final round... Honestly, I have no idea. I usually watch them the day of. The, the final round, if I remember correctly, or maybe it is the Wednesday round, one of these rounds, the layout's going to be very, very interesting. There's a lot of different options. I can't remember which one it is, but I, I had heard something about how one of these rounds, they were just basically going to throw everything at it, and it was going to be... Um, it was going to be like a normal Supercross track. It was going to be very, very technical, a lot of different rhythms. Whoop section was going to be pretty gnarly. But like I said, I can't remember if it's the Wednesday round or the final round. I would assume the final round would it be an East-West shootout. But one of these rounds, we're going to get a lot of different variations. Because last night's track, let's be honest, was very basic. It was. But one thing I did like, like you, the flat corners yep. and the start straight being all the way on the outside of the stadium. Oh, like they said in the yeah. broadcast, or maybe it was the qualifying, you don't normally see that in no. the football stadiums no. where they're all the way to the outside and you're running it down in. And we had some that, action in the first terms. We had some action. We had a lot of action. Pretty much every race there every was action. Race, the there was action, which we'll get to. But before we get to that action, let's talk fantasy. I don't remember my Wednesday team. I remember my Wednesday score. Last night, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about last night very much either. I'm pretty sure we were separated by two points. Either I was two points behind you or two points ahead of you. If I beat you by two points, then you were really sad. Yeah, no, it was sad. Like I, can't, I said, I can't remember if you beat me by two points or I beat by two. I just know that we were separated by two points. My Wednesday terrible. was great. My Wednesday was okay. Once again, with me uh, not really being able to get on the internet, I picked my stuff the night before and okay. just kind of hoped. Uh, I don't remember my team, but I remember I ended up with like two... 50, 249, 250, something like that for Wednesday. Oh, I beat you. Yeah. Dude, well, I'm that's, that's my only thing. I is, mean. That's my only thing is, is I had to pick my, like yesterday, I had to pick my stuff on Saturday because I just don't get a chance to do it the day of with me yeah. working. But uh, I think it was like 250 for Wednesday. And then last night, uh, I remember my team. 450 was Coop, Martin, Bowers, and Boss. And then Solid. 250s was um, Hunter. Justin Cooper, which, Justin Cooper. Um, God, who was the other two? Derek Kelly and Mitchell Oldenburg. So there was, Solid. Like, there was like only two people that did anything for Solid. me. Solid. And it was like funny because I got home and I had to wait for the race to go on replay because I got home during the race. I was looking at the qualifying times. I didn't want to see anything else. And I was like, oh, I was like, my team's looking pretty good if that's any indication of how the race is going to go. And I was like, no. I was like thinking Benny was gonna give me a full, full fifty-two points. Benny, so so let's just back up here a second. So I have my stuff written down. So Wednesday round four, I scored two hundred sixty-two points. Okay, my best round so far of these Salt Lake City. Is it your best round of the year? No, no. I scored a three something okay. a couple of times. I think. Um, so anyway, so two sixty-two. I had Derek Drake for twenty-eight. Justin Cooper for 26, McAdoo's got me that full 52, mm -hmm. and then I had Jet, who obviously had a couple spills, and we'll get into that later with 12. And then the 450s, I had Party Marty, and the party was rocking on that the night party was with rocking. 36. Webb scored me 26, Baggett got me 52, mm -hmm. and then Chiz scored me 30. So like I said, a very, very solid Wednesday night for me, and I was pumped. I was like, yes, we're making moves here. Then we get into yesterday, and where I really fucked up here, is I took, I was listening to JT's podcast in the morning when I was working, mm -hmm. and I was listening to him talking about, you know, if you're not, if you're not leading, you might as well send it. And I was like, well, I'm not leading nothing right now. Mm -hmm. As far as that goes, I might as well send it. So I sent it hard yesterday. Sending it as far as big handicaps or guys that you would yes. assume? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. So let's start with the 250s because that actually was not that bad. So first off, I picked Camprizi. 
Oh, Carlos Caprizi. Yes, yeah. who managed to get absolute last place. He made the main, and then but he had a huge handicap, right? Last place. Yeah, thirteen. Okay. So scored double points no matter what. It's like a Logan Carmel situation. Twenty-eight. Okay, yeah. That's so yeah, whatever. Uh, Hunter Lawrence, thirty-eight. That was which solid. is good. Yep. Solid score. Yep. Uh, I had Dylan, twenty-three. I mean, you, it was between Dylan and Fortner, whoever yeah. you pick for for yep. your all star. And then I had Mitchell Falk, who got thirty-four. So the two fifties, I was fairly Not solid. Not bad. Then we go to four fifties, and then it just fucking collapses. Alex Ray <laughs> crashes in the first. Dude, quarter. I'm telling you, man, it's like this love hate thing with A Ray. And on top of it, takes out my next guy, Carlin Gardner. So Carlin I had two guys. Carlin didn't finish the race, did he? Don't make the main. Oh, yeah, he didn't even make the main. Oh, that's Neither right. It was in the LCQ. That was in the LCQ. Yeah, I remember he was sitting out on the inside hay bale. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So two zeros there to start with. Followed up by Benny Blos, who decides to screw all of us after having an amazing qualifying time and an even better heat race. Well, that, dude, that situation, too, was a shit show. Every, it took everybody out in that left-hander. 12 points for him. <clears throat> And then I had Osborne as my all-star. 26, bro. 26. Solid points there. However, where I fucked up here, I had Osborne as my first lap leader. Which would, after the last couple rounds, would be a good Solid a pick. Good I pick. mean, it's yeah. between him and Webb. His starts have just been on points. Yes. So yeah. But, of course, this is the one he doesn't get. I mean, it wasn't a horrible start. He was top five. Yeah. But it wasn't great. <clears throat> so, lost another 14 points there. Yep. <clears throat> So yeah, that that scores me a solid 154 points. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, I'm really debating on whether even to keep doing this come outdoors. I'm gonna finish out the Supercross season, and I'm really debating whether to keep dedicating my I'm time coming, to this. I'm coming back for outdoors. Uh, I'm making a comeback for outdoors. It is funny though because I feel like the I feel like I always do better outdoors just because I have a little bit more knowledge of like East and West Coast privateers, so that always kind of helps me out. But man, Supercross just the last two years like starts off really really good, and then it just Goes to shit halfway into the season. So here's the thing. I'm far enough ahead of you, Wyman, and, well, Matt's not even, and Ashley. Matt's not even trying anymore at this point since he missed one of the rounds. That at this point, I'm just going to send it the last two here too and see what I can make happen. I think the East-West Showdown is going to be the one that if anybody's close in their leagues is going to be where you're going to see did you just send it. They're yeah. just going to go for broke because with obviously you having both of them. I think that that's going to be where you're going to make up a lot of points just because you have a, you have a lot more to choose from. Um, but at this point, man, with me missing the Atlanta round, like I've been so far back and I just – even if I were to beat you guys by 40 points every round, I'm missing that round, I can't make it up. So I was going to say, I'm down like 180 or 191 points to Cole. So my only way to even remotely try to get close to him and, and catch him is to send it. Yeah. At this point. You gotta have really so, good rounds the next two rounds. So we're gonna try. I mean, but I could probably have a couple rounds but the last two rounds I could probably score like hundred points in both rounds. So anyway, um we play on Pulp MX Fantasy. It's obviously super late in the season for you to get in to win really anything. Um we are giving away prizes to the top three again. Um and you can find our league, it's the Moto Aftermath Show League on there. Uh but if you uh, if you want to get in for outdoors because we have not started outdoors yet, we don't start till the 18th of July, yep. right? Yep. Um, you should get in, play the last couple of rounds just to get used to it. So that way, we come outdoors, you have an idea of what you're doing because we'll give away prizes for that too. And man, we'll talk after this, but I got some big ideas for next year. Oh, for the fantasy stuff. Yes. 
I have some. I have a, one super huge idea. Dude, our league has actually gotten pretty big. No, I mean, no, I mean not compared to not compared to other leagues. Yeah, not compared to other leagues, but where we started to where we are we've now. Gained, we've gained a few people here yeah. in the Salt Lake City round, oh, which yeah. I'm impressed with. So, oh, yeah. anyway, um, that's it for fantasy talk here. Uh, I guess we'll we'll take a quick break here. We'll jump into 250s and uh, yeah, start breaking this down for our two West Coast rounds that we had. Okay, 250 talk here. Um, so like I said, I have this broken down into rounds here. Yeah. So let's just roll through. We'll roll through round four really quick and then we'll go into round five. Okay. Um, so round four, I have the main points I have here. Number one, let's start with McAdoo coming out as a new man. Dude, he's on it. I mean, he was putting in the laps. Dude, it definitely showed. He was putting in, dude, this whole quarantine thing, man. He was just test, test, test. Putting in work and the two, I mean, we're, we're into 250 West here. They only had two rounds out here of the seven. I mean, technically it'll be three because we'll have the top 20 for the shootout here. But basically two rounds of 250 West. Dude, uh, it just started with action. I oh, mean, yeah. Right off the bat. First everybody, lap, I think everybody puts, was just all bunched up. They were just ready to go, man. McAdoo puts Frenchie down. Yep. First lap. Yeah. Uh, there's been, dude, there's been a lot, and even more last night, there's been a lot of drama in these two West Coast rounds. Oh, I don't, like yeah. I said, I don't know if it was... Quarantine living, people are just bunched up and pissed off, man. But, dude, that's the most crazy shit that I've seen in the last two rounds, probably in the last year and a half as far as 250 stuff. It was wild. Well, I mean, actually, it started in practice. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the incident Oh, uh, with Hunter and Jack Hunter, and Fortner. Hunter and Fortner. Yeah. And I actually have this down. And you know what? We'll save that. We'll get into this when we talk about round Because more happened last because night. Because more yeah. happened last night, yes. Um, so Frenchie got taken out in the heat. Jet comes back. He's basically the hype guy of the 250 West class and puts, I mean, dude, he was playing in the brown a lot. <laughs> well, I'll do that. And I, I was, He's a Cole-ism. Me and, me and uh, Matt Wyman were talking about this, and, you know, I've obviously been on the Lawrence the Lawrence Brothers bandwagon and stuff, mostly more on the Hunter side. But, like, I seen Jet even way back in the EMX two days over in Europe. But I think the Jets' problem is, is the kid is so naturally talented. And we watched it when he crashed when he was leading. He's so confident in his skills that he'll always be able to bring him back. It actually works against him sometimes. And you see that a lot where he thinks he can ride that fine line, that ragged edge. And he'll be like, well, I just off muscle memory will bring it back. And it's, it's hurt him a lot. Now, obviously last night was a lot better. But, yeah, I was watching him going, okay, he's finally got it together. And then once again, just same old shit with him. And. It's like, man, if that kid ever learns to completely calm down, though, and actually not rely on his natural talent and worry about his technique more, dude, that kid, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. I so, mean, it already was last night, but you, I mean, as far as winning. So the thing is, is that I heard after that round four, because I was listening to this podcast yesterday morning before the race, he, when he came off the track, Daniel Blair heard him, because he was the last guy to finish. He was the last one who yep. could get lapped. And he's like, dude, he's just screaming the F word and punching himself in the head. And he's like, so I went over to talk to him and was basically like, so you know what you have to do. He's like, yeah, I got to calm myself down. So he knows. But it's easier said than done. It too. is, especially when you're 16 and you're on that stage and you are. Well, I'm just riding on your bike in general. Yeah. It don't matter how fast you are. It don't matter if you're a local B rider or somebody at his level. It's I mean, easier said than done. Yeah, it's easier said, <laughs> it's easier said than done to say, I'll calm down and stuff. And then when things start happening quickly, you just got to react. It's, it's real hard not to go back to what your basics are. Yes. And what you're comfortable with instead of being what you're taught. But, man, like I said, if that kid ever learns to completely calm down and not rely on his talent so much. I think he will. He, it, but that's the thing. Once again, he's 16. It might take him a few years. Yeah. But when it finally does, I mean, 
dude, he's gonna be he's gonna win some championships. Oh, it's yeah. just I think that, and we're going to see it a lot outdoors too. I think that there's going to be nights where it was last night where he gets it a little bit, and then there's going to be like last or this past Wednesday where he's just in in the dirt the whole mm -hmm. entire time. I see. I see with his future going forward. I see 2021 winner. Race He'll win winner. some rounds. I see 2022 title. I think. I yeah. think third year in is when he'll it'll click in his head, and he's going to smooth it out calm it down, let the race come to him, let things happen in front of him where he well, just sits back and goes, okay, cool, I'm going to take a second tonight or a third or whatever, you know. Like I said, it's, it's kind of an AC situation for a long time when he first came in. He relied so much on his talent, his muscle memory and stuff instead of being precise. Yeah. That's what gets you into situations because when things start happening fast, it's not what you're normally used to and then you're just, oh, I think I can react and you just don't react quick enough or you react too quickly. But yeah, I agree. I think that the next two to three years, I think that he, I don't know if it's going to be Supercross or Outdoors. I would say Supercross first. He's going to win a championship yep. for sure. It's just, there's going to be some growing pains. And yep. I think you'll see it a lot outdoors. I think you're going to see a lot of flashes of brilliance, but then you're going to see, I think you're going to see a lot of races where he just doesn't finish. Mm -hmm. But man, he came out, he came out swinging and stuff. And uh, yeah, it was good though. I mean, the kid always brings excitement. He does. He's he got does. balls. And his brother makes his debut there at round four. Rough. It was interesting, but, but he had of, about the he had I, I heard it, it the, about the about the most exciting day you could have for your first round. I mean, he gets into it with Forkner in practice, has to go through the LCQ, and I mean, ends up with twelfth. And but it's funny though because you talk about both of them are very naturally talented. I mean, both of them have been winning at a very young age, but you couldn't talk about two polar opposite people. Oh, whereas yeah. Jet relies on his talent. Hunter is so smooth, so precise. His technique is always spot on. He's always really centered on the bike. And that's the thing is, it's funny that even though you got the brother, the brother rivalry, and you know Hunter's four years older than him, but it's funny that you would think that both of them would kind of feed off each other as far as hey, this is what I should do and what I shouldn't do, because if Jet rode like Hunter, mm -hmm. Jet would be doing everything we just talked about. Yep. So it's just it's kind of funny when you start thinking about that, like how different they really are. Yes. Um, and then I guess the only other thing I have for round four is it, it starts to get interesting because Forkner wins. So and we'll talk a little bit more about that as far as last night because yeah. I got some questions for you. Uh, were you a little, and I guess it's kind of the same thing with last night, uh, Justin Cooper, dude. Underwhelming. It's falling off. The, it's, the, it, things it, are coming off the railroad tracks right now. I think it's a curse of the Justins though. Yeah, but I mean, I mean think, think about, about it, it though. Think about Cooper since he's been pro. It's happened every year in outdoors. We always talk about it. He comes out guns blazing, killing it, winning races, and then what happens every year in the outdoors? Yeah. Halfway into it. The thing, I, I think the altitude, from what I've heard, I think the altitude's getting to him more than he thought it was going to. Well, then you know what? That's also on him, though. He should have been out a lot earlier. Yes, but I don't think they knew. I don't think he's ever been to altitude to ride. Well, no, other like, than like Lakewood, Thunder Valley. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, going in there for one day is a lot different. I know, Being I know. Out there for two, three, four days, and I just to race every three days. I can't, I can't take that excuse seriously because it's like, yes, we knew a little bit later, but then guess what? You should have the moment that you found out, you should have been. Your ass should have been in Colorado or Utah. But what I'm saying is, if you don't know that it's going to affect you. Oh no, no, no! Hey, well, because like I said, we've yes, we've been to Colorado. Yeah. But that's a, I flew in the day before. 
I fly out the next day afterwards, so I'm there for like three I'm days. I'm just saying that you should know that if you're gonna be there for that long, even if you don't know it's gonna affect you that badly, you know that that's always gonna be a possibility. I mean, we've, we've known about the altitude situation, not just on the bike side of what it does to your body for years. Mm -hmm. He should have known that, hey, I should just go get adapted to it anyways, even if I don't think it's gonna be a problem. I mean, yes, but there's a lot of people it's affecting. I mean, dude, I listen to a podcast with Bowers. Mm. Bowers has been to altitude and he's only had a problem once and it yeah. was years ago and in recent years has not had any, and he is suffering. Like I just, he is I don't, absolutely suffering. So, I, I mean, I think this situation here is so different than what we've yeah. seen because we don't stay at altitude. No, we don't. At all. So it's like, I mean, dude, and look at like Ando. Mm. Ando's just fine. And he's had it before, yeah. you know? So it's like, it's a weird situation. So like I said, I think it caught him off guard. And yes, I agree with you. Eh, you probably should have known. We probably should have, you know, but yep. should have, could have, would have. Yeah, but then it. again, at the same time, I'm like, dude, there's guys that have been racing way longer than him pro and been at these altitude places and never had issues uh, that are having issues. I agree on both sides. I just... Man, that kid's got to figure something out, though. Like, even, you know, if that's the problem or whatever, but he's just got to figure something out because at this rate, like, he's never going to win a championship because this is happening. Now that he's completed a full Supercross season yeah. twice now, yeah, he's got to figure something out because this is every year he comes out swinging and then he just falls off halfway into a season. Yeah. He's got to figure something out or he's never going to win a title, which I don't – I'm not a big Justin Cooper fan, but it kind of sucks because we know how good the kid is. But, yeah, I mean, he'll probably do it again in outdoors. He'll come out swinging, and then halfway into the season, he'll just lay goose eggs. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. So, um, Okay, so let's move into round five. And, dude, I just want to start with that first heat race. And I just want to say, is Fortner the biggest f***ing idiot ever? I completely like, disagree. Ricky. Oh, he just pushed it in wide, and you know, he didn't mean to. Dude. No. As a racer, you, you, you're... You're so aware of what, well, some people aren't, but at that level, you're so aware of what's going on. You know every little movement that you're doing as intentional. And it's like, bro, I don't want to hear, oh, we pivoted and the back end slipped into his front. It's like, bro, that corner, he could have stayed so much tighter. Yeah, he would have lost a ton of time and Jack could have just flat tracked on the outside. But it's like, he continually just kept tracking to the outside. Mm -hmm. And then in the last second, he arced it. And it's like, dude, he knew what he was doing. He I completely did. disagree with what Ricky was saying. Oh, it was just... No, man. He knew what he was doing. You're so dumb. He's so dumb. I want to, like, punch him in the... Like, I just want to grab him by his shirt and just, like... What are you doing? You you have the skill. You have the talent. You don't have to do dumb shit. Like, just like with the with his brother, Hunter, yeah. on Wednesday. Dude, he gets in your way on a fast lap. And I listened to an interview that Hunter did with Gypsy Tales mm -hmm. last night because it was talking about that. And I was like, okay, let, let's hear it. Because we didn't really see much other than Fortner goes by fucking drifts way outside on the on the start straight, clips Hunter a little bit, and Hunter's just like, nope, we're not playing that game, and just goes, you know, straight well, that's the, the one. Corner. That's the last dude you don't want to screw with, because especially that Aussie or that Aussie mentality, like, they don't give a shit. I was going to say, and you pick the two worst dudes, who and two dudes who you're not fighting in a title fight. Yeah, I don't like, really. Like, what are you that. doing? Well, we saw that a year ago and stuff, or what was it, two years ago with, uh, he got into it with Heart Raft yeah. in practice. And so then he got dumb. into it within the, in the mains and stuff. And it's just, once again, like, he is older, but he still... He can't put his ego in check, man. He's That's so just who he fucking is. stupid. He just does dumb shit. And I, I think it's funny, though, because, you know, Jet Payne, which, once again, I don't understand how two laps in a row, Jet tries to just run it up on the inside in that flat lap before the finish. How did Austin not realize that going sweeping wide and trying, and that's what he'd been doing the whole day. He was because squaring off. Because he's dumb. But I just thought it was funny. It's like, dude, 
you know that he's gonna pay you back. He just he's gonna run it up the inside. I mean, honestly, he's lucky because if I was Jet, that front wheel would have gone right through the center of the Well, I think Kawasaki Jet I think Jet was also thinking he's like, man, he's like, I did just I got my own shit to deal with, I got my own problems, I can't make any, you know, I can't do this. And then obviously Jet makes the mistake going into the rhythm section, coming out of the corner. I can't remember. I think he just cross run it and then he just didn't get the lift and whatever, but I'm thinking, oh man, I'm like, Austin's gonna pay him back. And then we just didn't see it again because once he made the mistake, Austin got around him and gapped him. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's gonna be interesting, and I think that's gonna boil over. I don't know so much about the East-West showdown, but I think this is gonna keep boiling over in outdoors because I completely disagree with him. Them both telling Daniel, oh, it's fine. No, it's oh, not no, fine. It oh, it's no. ain't fine. No, no. I no, think no. Hunter probably like, hey, I forgot about it now. But between those two, it's not fine. I this heard, is gonna boil I heard over. on the Pulp Review show this morning that that Jet was pissed. Well, they he, may, he may have told Daniel, hey, yeah, it's fine. I didn't believe no, that for a he second. was. No, they're, they're both probably pissed off. And like I said, I think this is going to boil over in outdoors. I think this is going to be a situation where, like, who was it uh, Who was it that we were talking about that got some payback at Millville this last year? There was, oh, I think it was Colt Nichols remember. and somebody else. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where it happened, like, months, months before, and then finally they got the chance to pay him back at Millville. Yes, yes. I think that's going to be one of these situations. It's going to boil over in outdoors. I mean, dude, here's the thing. It comes down to this final round here, the shootout. And, and now you have to work your way through them, too, if you don't get a start. Like, you're so dumb. Can we talk about the start Jet got in that heat race? Dude, he's been getting – dude, his Holy reaction time is insane. shit. His reaction time is insane. Dude, and I think it's funny – well, the funny thing, too, is, is it shows how much Geico has been testing. They were talking about testing months before that. Because, dude, Jet was short-shifting fourth so quickly down that start straight, and that's the thing at altitude. You don't want to short-shift. Yeah. He was short-shifting fourth so quickly, and that bike just kept pulling. So it shows whatever Geico was doing testing-wise, they were on because even Hunter's starts were good. Yeah. So and Christian starts were good. Those start those Geico Hondas were on point. Yes, they last were. Last night. Yes, they were. Um, okay, so Frenchie, uh, I mean, he whole shots his heat and then crashes or gets taken out. Whatever. I don't remember, dude. I, it's all blurring together at this point. All I know is he whole shots, but he doesn't. <laughs> he goes down. Yeah. And then he whole shot the main. I think McAdoo got underneath him and just kind of <laughs> pushed him wide a little bit. Any problem with what Forkner did to Frenchie in the main? No. Not at all. No. Nope. Well, let's talk about that for a minute. Oh, boy. Let's talk about Austin Forkner. And as much as you hate him, and I know you do, and I'm not the biggest fan of him, but I've been, I've really been behind this kid the last year. He should have won last year. He straight up killed it on Wednesday night. He did do really well Wednesday. And now he caught and passed Frenchie. He did that too. And I know the Frenchie closed the gap at the end, but Fortner had enough of a gap. He let him. I know the championship, seven points. It's not a lot, but with only one round to go for them and with only McAdoo, and we don't know what's going to go on with Garrett Marchbanks. Mm -hmm. So it might be just him and McAdoo as far as somebody, a buffer that can help him. It's going to be highly unlikely that he wins this title, like I said, barring anything crazy. But with Dylan's recent struggles the last two rounds, anything could happen, especially now you add other guys in. But, Fortner, he straight up caught and passed Frenchie, no issues, didn't get lucky, didn't get it handed to him. He caught and passed him. Yep. And I said that I thought Frenchie was going to win the last three rounds. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought that Fortner could if Frenchie had issues, but I, I'm just going to say I'm a little surprised, even as much as I talk about how good I think Fortner is. And you can talk about his issues, him not being the fastest guy, this and that. But I don't think anybody could sit there and tell me that they thought that if Frenchie got a good start, was out front by himself, that Fortin was going to catch and pass him like that. Mm -hmm. Anything that kind of like makes you kind of feel that this is kind of the Fortner that we were seeing last year? 
Because that's the first thing I was thinking of is, is I was no, like... No, I don't think it's the Fortner we were seeing last year. But what I think it is, is I think he cleaned up his whoops. Whatever he's oh, been yeah. doing, I mean, you can see it. He has not gone down in the whoops, which normally yeah. he would have. A lot of guys worked on the chassis so, settings over this time. Yeah, so I think he cleaned that up, and we've seen that. Now... Do I think he wins this title? Absolutely not. Like I said, it's going to take a lot. It's There's going to take an awful lot. But if he rides like that, though, he's going to clearly win the East-West shootout. Chase and Shane McElrath are not on their level. After seeing this, for a minute I was thinking, I was like, okay, you know. But then after watching the two, I'm not counting the mud race. Talking about the first two rounds and then watching these last two rounds, I don't care what you say. I don't care what anybody says. Chase and Shane are not on Frenchie and Fortner's level. I don't even think they're on Jet's level as far as speed. I don't. I... No, I don't. Uh, unless he gets a start, runs away, and manages to not run into a whole bunch of lappers, I don't think he wins it. As far as the the shootout, Fortner, mm -hmm. why? Uh, I think he's got too many enemies here at this point that are going. To I'm not talking about that. I was talking about as far as speed. I wasn't talking about as far speed as speed wise. Yes, I think he. I mean, obviously, he has it to do it. And yes, speed wise, he. I think him and him and Frenchie are the class of the field. However, like I said, I don't think unless. He gets a start, and somehow the track is long enough that they don't run into a whole bunch mm -hmm. of lappers. I, dude, I I think he is screwed eight ways to never. Because you yeah. really think the Lawrence brothers no. are going to let him? Because I mean, unless you know, Jets battling with him for the, for they, the win, they know. Yeah, they know what what is up, and they're going to be like, "You're not winning a title." Yeah, either one of them. And then you have all the star guys. I just don't feel Colt that the Nichols, Justin Cooper. I mean, all those dudes. They're not. They're not winning a title. Okay, great. So, do you want you want fucking Shane and Frenchie to win, or do you want Forkner? I mean, dude. They're just Here's the thing. I don't think that the East guys are going to have much of an impact. Like, yeah, Shane, Chase, and Colt will be up there, but I don't think they're going to have much of. They're not going to have much of an impact on the East West shootout. I I, I really hate to say that's it because why I said if he doesn't run into lappers, but if they do what they've been doing, where they start where they lap up midway through yeah. the field, I mean, you're going to see a lot of good guys get lapped there. In the shootout, I just, I guess my point is, is I think the East guys are going to have a lot of trouble with the West guys. Yes, I oh, really yeah. do. I think that even Chase and Shane, West, West Coast is the best coast. Yeah, I, I is an old Emmett Emmett comment. Yeah. I just think they're going to have a lot of problems. I do. I don't. I, I think that they're like I said. I think they're going to have problems with Jet and, and McAdoo. Yeah, I just do. I don't think that their speed is on par with with those guys. McAdoo is a race winner in 2021. Stanford. Oh, he might win some outdoor motos. He's a race winner in 2021. Super For sure. Cross. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, so we basically have a really close points battle here. We've got a, I don't know where that even went. Um, we got a really close points battle in the East. Uh, let's just run down the finishing order here. Forkner, Frenchie, obviously. Jack gets his first podium. That was awesome. I thought he was going to cry in his TV interview. Yeah. I was like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. McAdoo, a solid fourth. Mosman, fifth. Mosman just been doing Mosman things. Just top fives. Just top fives and trying Making to dumb mistakes take every now people then. out. Yeah, I know, right. He has no chance at taking out. Uh, Justin Cooper, again, sixth. I mean, eh, whatever. Hunter got a, got a solid seventh. Yeah, he's going to be... that was pretty good. He's going to be good next year when he has a full season of testing and not coming in hurt. He's going to have a good Supercross yeah, season. Yeah, well, whatever he doesn't on. get the deck. Uh, Hartraft, dude, that is another one that has just been there. He's not really shown any flashes since we've come back. Yeah, For a guy just, that was on the box a couple of times before we hit the break. I'm going to be curious how his outdoor season goes. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, Derek Drake has showed some speed. He's been he up He was good at that heat race. Yeah, so he's showed speed. Uh, Craig, 
just plays in the dirt all day long. Which is crazy <clears> considering <throat> how good his heat race was. Everyone says that, man. Like, he's so smooth. But it's like, dude, is he really that smooth? Or does he just look smooth and then he hits the deck all the time? I just still keep saying that he just doesn't want to be on the 250F anymore. He hits, the deck, way, he hits the deck way too much to do ride a 450. So Well, now if you think about it, it's 450 days. He really crashed a lot. He just wasn't up front. Yeah, I mean, anyway. So, Clout, uh, 11th. Oldenburg, 12th. Falk, 13th. Not, no surprises here. Costello, 14th. Auberson. Robbie Wageman, Carno, Howell, Kelly, Stapleton, Amart. I think something broke on his bike when he mm. crashed. That was wild. Did you see that wild like 180 stop he did at the top of the corner yeah. though? <laughs> that was crazy, man. Uh, and then my boy Cam Preezy there rounding out the. Uh, you got anything else for the 250s here? Before the only thing I'll on? say is I feel bad for Clout. Now Luke did hit the deck pretty hard about two weeks before they headed to Salt Lake. Mm -hmm. So I think that's part of his recent struggles, but I feel really bad for him because he was a top five guy those last couple rounds before yeah. we went through all this. And then with him getting hurt, because I think he he hurt uh, his hip. I think he messed something up in his thigh and his shoulder. Um, he's the only thing, I, the only person I feel bad for is, is that that kid couldn't have came at a worse time because he was killing it those last two rounds of the West Coast before we went to East. And then getting hurt before this, he really, this is not really a good indication of how good he was. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, not really. I mean, once again, you talk about Amar, JGR just continues to have their struggles. Oh, Poor JGR. I'm it's surprised everything Suzuki related. I'm surprised the riders haven't burned their rig down yet. I no, mean, I know, dude. it's whatever. Anyway, um, okay, cool. So we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back. We'll wrap up with 450s here and then get this wrapped up with a nice bow and uh, call it a day. Like an actual bow? Like an actual bow. No. Okay, so uh, 450s here. We'll start again with a quick overview of round four and then we'll move into round five. So before we go into round four, Kenny announces that he's having respiratory issues. Asthma. Asthma related something and the inhaler's not working. And I mean... Dude, it's just a weakened immune system. Like, it's just insane. Well, have you seen all the stuff though that people like, and I don't even know if you want to call them haters because I've seen it from both sides. People that are supporters of Kenny like we are and then people that hate on him that they're like, oh, he's just making excuses. I'm like, all the stuff that Kenny's been through, and I get where people would come up with that, but all the stuff that Kenny's been through at this point, what does he have, what benefit does he get of coming up with, oh, I have asthma now? Like, what? <laughs> what is it? Okay, people were like, well, oh, you know, it can make up for if he has a bad performance, because people have always said, well, Kenny, Kenny is only hurting when his results are lacking, but when he's mm -hmm. killing it, fine, things are fine. You... All the years we've been riding dirt bikes, you're going to sit there and tell me that Kenny's the first person for that to miraculously happen. There's just days where you're feeling it and it's all, you know, you're fine. And then there's days where you're just okay and still off. Mm -hmm. Like, really? Like, I just, I don't, I don't know where people would come up with, oh, he's making that up. Why the f*** would he make up the fact that he has asthma? Why would he make that? Of all the things he could say, he could come up with just be the easy one and be like, oh, my arms. My arms are just hurting. But he comes up with asthma, and people are always making it up. All the stuff that he can come up with and say what is his affecting his performance, and he could say his arms, and that'd be the easy thing to go to. But he comes up with that. That's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. People are idiots on the internet. Well, now we find out he has shingles. Yeah. Which is like, crazy. dude, you know, I really hate to say this before we talk a little bit more about Wednesday. I really hate to say this, and I've said it on the group text. I don't see Kenny racing too much longer. There's no reason for him to keep putting his body through all this stuff. It's... It's pointless, you know what I'm saying? He's made enough money, he has enough connections. He doesn't need to do this anymore. And as painful as that is for me to say, as much as I love Kenny, 
There's no point in him to keep racing. I say he races out his contract and he's done. Maybe. I do not see him re-signing after his, when's his contract up? Two years from now? I think two years, yeah. I don't see, there's no point. That'd be crazy to have two of the juggernauts of the era just retire at the same time wow. Eli and him. You're, well, we're looking at possibly a lot. I mean, you're looking at Eli, Kenny, Marvin. I mean, you're, yeah. looking, you're looking at a lot. Supposedly Marv our... started riding. Yeah, whatever. Supposedly. We'll see. But anyways. That's what Frankie said. Oh, whatever. I don't give a shit about Frankie. Um, so anyway, so round four. So yeah, so we have Kenny announces that he's having having respiratory issues. Him and Webb battle in that heat race, and Webb does the look back. I've heard there's some pretty cool pictures of Webb looking back at him. At I saw the from the, um, like, I guess you could say the right angle. Mm -hmm. Or right angle if you're looking forward, left it. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. Um, <laughs> Just kind of a stamp it kind of yeah. like the shooter yeah yeah i which i was waiting for the gun to come out too you know he's like ah oh, that's old news i gotta do something yeah. new. um and then kenny comes out whole shots the main and i mean from eight minutes on i was counting to see like okay when's he gonna fade and 12 minutes in sure as shit we start fading and luckily we had enough we only faded to fifth because we were battling with webb and oh man dude how good was webb's waste how good was webb's race craft that night with kenny i mean coop's just nuts man he's just Dude, we, was we've, insane. Been, we've been seeing this for about a year like he started doing this a lot last year not so much outdoors and stuff but like that it's just it's just coop coop is and it, it reminds me a lot of the 250 days mm -hmm. just the stuff that he could do the way he could carve through the pack and part of it is that ktm that chassis and stuff but man he can keep that bike on a rope when he's coming around corners he just stays so tight and he's just i don't know man i I mean, it showed that he's he's got that bike dialed in. I mean, he does. Look, let's talk about his whoops. How great! Yeah, it's just about. I think Stratus is whoops. Whatever they figured out in that back end, I don't know what they were doing to the shock. I don't know if they messed with link settings, man. But that thing, that thing is tracking straight as an arrow. Goes and his whoop right speed is better than ever. It's crazy, man. Not even jumping him. I mean, it's not it's not as good as Kenny and Malcolm, but it's it's right up there. Oh, shit's wild. It's crazy, man. It's good shit's to see that. Um. So anyway, so Webb wins. Tomac gets third. Uh. I mean, I was not going. Yeah, you were doing good for a while. On the I was. And I was. Just, um, anyway, it's like 2018 uh, all over again. Dude, here we are, right back at the beginning. Um, so yeah, so Webb wins, takes over second place in points because mm -hmm. Kenny gets fifth. Dude, Kenny looked worked after that race. And Still not as bad as that mud moto though. I uh, know, <laughs> but I mean, dude. But well, we didn't see yeah. him though on like with an interview yeah. after. He he looked, dude. He Gassed. was worked. So yeah, man. I don't know. I I think outdoors is gonna be a struggle bus. I think so too. It's gonna be a struggle bus, and I don't think it has anything heat related anymore. I think it just is. Okay, sorry, we had a little air leak. It. <laughs> it's your fault. Now dude. that's gonna cause me to do it. It's your fault, bro. And I don't have that. I can't cover up. I gotta go like go. this. Okay. <laughs> that's the way it goes. Okay. So anyway, um. So yeah. So Webb takes over second in the points from Kenny. There, Kenny looked worked after that race Wednesday. Uh, and then, like you said, we get the announcement during the week here, shingles, and we go into the Sunday race. I didn't even know he was going to race, to be really honest with you. I thought you were contagious when you had shingles, so. I don't, I don't know too much about shingles, but when I heard that in the middle of the week or whatever it was, I'm like, oh, God. I'm yeah. Like, Sunday's going to be trash. So, anyway, so then we go into Sunday, right? Um, and we have a completely different Kenny. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> I, it's I don't just know what to do. It's just well, you know, part of the thing too is is we've always we kind of talked about this in the last year, and you know, he's a little bit more hesitant. He know we he's very precise in when he's going to take his mo when he's going to push the pace and when he's not. 
We've seen it enough even last year, but mostly this year, like, hey, races, I'm just not feeling it. I'll take a fifth. I'll take a fourth. I'll get the points. You know, and, but we've talked about his racecraft, for whatever reason, has kind of gone downhill. But he works better from the front. Uh -huh. Well, I think a lot has to do with the fact that he just, he didn't have to deal. It was just him and Coop. That was it. Yeah. Now, granted, we know how he is. He's a little hesitant around Coop. He's a little hesitant around Barsha. Well, actually, a lot hesitant around Barsha. But it's just, it, they're out front. They, he's not dealing with anything else. It's just him and Coop. There's nobody else latched onto his rear wheel, you know, trying to put it in on him in the corners. It's just him and Coop. And I think that was another reason, or another thing. He was just by himself. You know, mm -hmm. he just, he didn't have to work his way through the pack. He didn't have to worry about, oh, man, I got to hit this rhythm section perfect every lap. I just got this one guy in front of me. If he makes a mistake, I capitalize on it. I can gap. And there's the text from Cole. Nice. Guarantee it. Nice. Um, yeah, so that was... Dude, I mean, he... I, I just... I don't... How frustrating does it have to be for him? You just don't know. I mean, I it's like we talked about know. last summer. Like, you just don't know. Are you going to get tired? Because once we got to... Eight minutes in, seven minutes oh, in, they kept I started about counting and like watching and being like, okay, where's the fade? And then he just kept going farther and farther and farther they away. He just kept the gap very, it was like between three and four seconds or whatever it was, or two mm -hmm. and three seconds. And he just managed it at that point. It's just, I don't, it's just, I know that it's the phrase that I coined, but it's just who he is. This is where he is now. Is this who he is? This is where he is now, man. There's days that he's just going to be feeling it. And there's days where he's just going to be on the struggle bus. Yeah. It's Kenny. This is going to be who Kenny is till he retires. Um, you don't. Did you, did you get a little worried at the end, though? Webb was pretty close. I I know Kenny I was agree managing a little bit. it, but I Webb agree. was pretty close. I, yeah, I think that if there had been another lap, I think that Coop was, he was on something those last couple laps. I mean, he was dropping. He, he was dropping, up like. He picked something in the one rhythm section, like the. Oh, uh, after they come, or no, uh. I'm trying to remember the exact track design. The very first rhythm section where you had that little single and then yeah. he kind of bounced in the face. He was manually manually over it, so he wasn't getting that lift. He was manual over it, and then he was a different rhythm coming into it where everybody, like I said, was just kind of single bouncing up and over. He was manually landing the front wheel on the top and then dropping over. And yeah, that's I think that's what they I think that's what he picked up because nobody else was really doing it. Yeah, there was some he picked up that was really fast. I I have to go back and watch it again, but they said they commented about it. I think Ricky did. Yeah. And, and yeah, I didn't, I mean, I didn't really see it, but he definitely picked up a whole bunch. So. I only saw it the last lap, to be honest with you. Um, so with Webb, that move in the first corner on Tomac, I mean, uh, I what do you think care. of that? I don't really care. I mean, it is, it's the first turn. It's a flat left. I mean, everybody was bunched up. He knew the, what he was doing, he, right? Once again, it goes back to the whole thing I said in the 250s. Like, you're very aware when you're at that level. Okay, great. But I don't think that there was also any malicious intent. He wasn't trying to, because the only reason I say that is because, and I even mentioned after the mud race from the last Sunday, there were so many times in that race that he could have teed off on Eli and mm -hmm. just ran it in on him, and he didn't. He was very respectful. So all I think that was is, is everybody was bunched up in the first turn. He knew Eli was there. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna just make him know that I'm there. Mm -hmm. Nothing any different than what Eli did to him in that in the mud race. No. But do I think that he was trying to run it in deep and take him out? No. 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 Coop. There's too many dudes. That's not who Coop is anymore. Like, yeah, he gets in people's head. He, he messes with them. You know, he plays mind games. But the whole, oh, I'm just super angry and aggro. That's not what Coop's doing no. anymore. No. So no, I don't think he was trying to take him out because honestly. If he had done that, I think that he knew that there was a possibility he was going to go down in the process. Yes. So Because yeah. I've been seeing all this, and I don't know if you've seen it, but everybody's like, well, should Coop take out Eli? No. Why? He could have taken him out so many different times this throughout this Utah stretch. Yeah. Hell, you could even go back to the first round when he passed him. 
the first time, and then when Eli got him back, he could tee it off him on the left-hander. Yep. Why would he start now? Like, there's no point in it. What does he want to do? Take out Eli? Still probably not win the championship, and then now you got to worry about that bullshit all over again? Yeah. So, no. I, I think that there's a level of respect between those two now. Mm -hmm. So, no. I, I had no problem with it. I didn't either. I, I mean... Just I, people... Yeah, people... Well, I've been seeing I, it a lot. People yeah. Oh, yeah. About no, I've like, seen it. I've heard it. Um, okay. So, uh, how about... Uh, how about Ando's main? <laughs> Dude... Bounces man. off the backside of a jump, goes flying through the air, and then gets stuck. Into the other lane. And then gets stacked up with him, Bloss, Freezy, oh uh, Barsha. How, how, about, how about his bike stuck in Freezy's bike? And Freezy's trying to go, and he's just looking he at just it like... He they're like, dude, what are you doing? Like, and then the track workers come over, and he's just like, I ain't in it. He's like, I don't even care. Yeah, when you guys get my bike out, just let me know. And I, you know what? I honestly feel bad for him, too, because he was very racy. The Whatever, you know, Ricky's term, racy. He was very racy the first couple rounds. Racy. Yeah, racy. Very, you know, and um, he had passed Marsha for the points in fourth. Yeah. And now that's just it. Oh, can we? That was something I forgot from round four. Can we Dude, Marsha's wheel blowing up? You know what is crazy? And I saw pictures of the front end because they were talking about it. They think that the the uh, the lug snapped. Yeah. Or the axle, I should say. Yeah. It snapped in the lug. I saw pictures of it. The axle didn't snap off. I don't know what the hell happened because I saw pictures of the front of it and the axle was not. Like, it's not like the head of the axle was still in the fork lug and the rest of the axle was in the the rim. Yeah. Like, I don't know what happened there. I don't know if the lug nut came off and it backed out a little bit. Did you see the replay they showed on the broadcast? Yeah, he's just looking for his bike. Like, yeah, he's like, he's like where, where's it at? And then some lady's like, whoa, whoa. I don't know who that lady was running out of the tunnel, but she's just like, whoa. What I thought was whoa. funny is he runs up to it and he was trying to go and then he looks down and he goes, shit. And, and then I'm hobbles like, off. That was what we saw on, on Wednesday, him hobbling off. And I'm just, I was a little worried, actually, because we had, none of us had saw what happened. No. I was a little worried that he, because the way he was hobbling, I didn't know if it was a knee or a hip. I'm like, oh, this is the last thing he needs right now. <laughs> but then no, I just thought it was funny. He gets on the bike. He's, like, getting ready to go start it, and he's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, and it would be interesting to know, like, did that breaking cause that, or did the wreck cause that break? Like, I honestly don't know, man, because no that idea. was crazy. I just still don't know what happened. I'd have to go back and find the picture, but is yeah. He, uh, is he the biggest disappointment, though, of the of the 450 class here? Well, I don't know what's going on with him, because if you... If you Bro, listen. I'm telling you, it's the curse of the Justins. Justin yeah. Cooper, Justin Barsha, Justin Hill, and even somewhat Justin Brayton. Yeah, I, I, none of them are doing anything. Yeah, Hill's been, I, I'd say Hill, well, he wasn't as far up in points, but Hill has been very bad. These, I don't know what's going on with Barsha, though, man, because if you look, and I'm not talking about just his social media, everybody, dude, him and AP, before AP moved to the goat farm, were grinding out laps during the quarantine. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what it was, and he has never had altitude issues. No. Because he's always been good at Thunder Valley, Nobody's, and he's always been good in Colorado and Utah. Nobody's talked to him, though. Like, I haven't heard anything on Pulp. I haven't heard anything through main event. I haven't heard anything anywhere the about only, him. The only other theory I've heard, and I highly doubt this because he'd already been through this situation, is, is the fact of his contract has been getting in his head. But I don't believe that because he went through this two years ago, when he had, or three years ago, whatever it was, when he had the private deal at deal at Monster Cup. The contract's been in his head since the beginning of the year he's been But I mean as far it. as now it's getting to him uh, and I don't really believe that. Like why why all of a sudden now when he's in a spot where he knows he's not going to catch Coop. Yeah. But he's got enough gap on Ando. All he has to do is just finish these races. Yeah. Like I know there's more incentive the money bonuses and stuff but like that's just a theory I've heard. Oh it's finally get what? Why would it now all of a sudden? No I don't believe that. I don't know what his deal is. No idea. But we've also seen like you said a lot of people have been having issues. Yep. Uh, so, um, the only other thing I got on here, did you, uh, in the broadcast, they were showing Dino, they were following him, and then he was lapping Marty. Yeah. Could you hear, hear him yell? yell? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Thought it was awesome. Dude, how about Martin? Can we talk about Martin, though? Marty has been bucking the trend until last But week. he's been going all over the place. That sixth, what was it? Was it Wednesday night that he got sixth? Yeah. And then the two rounds before that, he got sixth or seventh or whatever it yeah. was. Dude, he's kind of showing, man. Party it's, Marty's here to party. It's the 450 thing. It really was. Like, everybody was like, oh, I don't know. No, it's a 450 thing. Yep. And I'm really curious to see because I haven't heard anything of tenors are going outdoors with him. No. I really I hope to do an interview. I hope no. he gets a chance to ride outdoors. I'd really like to see it because he's dude, not planning it. That sucks. That really does because I think that he needed to ride outdoors to yes. uh, cement the fact of him getting a ride for for next year. But dude, he in that heat race, he was on one. Tell he cross rode it. He was on one. He was gone. You know, party Marty just partying all day long. I'm dude. not a big fan of Davalos because he's done some dumb stuff, and we're not gonna get into it. But everybody kind of knows what he's done. He's done some dumb stuff, but dude, he's. It's been nice to see because there's always been the talk: is it a 450 thing? Is it a 450 thing? And now proving that it really was a 450 thing. Yep. It's been nice to see, man, because he's he's been a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Because when because when Martin's on, it's fun to watch him ride. He's he's very technical. But also, when he does the dumb stuff, you're like, no! Damn it, Martin. But how? Can we talk about Bloss for a second, though? Solid. It's but, awesome, right? It's but, cool to see with him. But this is what happens. It is. He gets hurt in the offseason or something, misses all the testing time, misses all the training but time. But it makes you wonder, though. Rides his way into shape during had the that season. Kid, if he didn't get hurt so much, it'd make you wonder, where would he be right now? Oh, man, I don't know. Because dude. I know he got the gift handed to him when Marty went down. But, dude, after he went down, though, and Dino latched onto him, and even Barsha was catching Dino, like, dude, he didn't waver. No. He didn't waver. He was smart with him. And then when Dino got around him, when he scrubbed the finish, and then he just, he knew, hey, I'm going to check up a little bit, pivot to the inside, and run it in on him. And then after, I like Benny. I always have. He's a good kid. He comes from a good family. It really, it sucks to think that if he didn't get hurt all the time, this is where he would he's be. He's still young, though, man. We yeah, he's only in his early 20s. I was going to say, we got a lot of years that he could, if he doesn't get hurt here all of a sudden we could see you think he would be a perennial top five if he didn't get hurt all the time i don't know maybe it's hard to tell dude because like i said we've seen this before we've seen it outdoors yeah of by the time you get to the end of the year the fuel gets depleted a little bit and all of a sudden he's raced himself into shape and tested his bike into into race spec for him and then by the end of the year he's like battling with these top dudes on and off is so i don't know man we'll see I guess he left, so. Yeah. Well, I, I, I agree. And also, the main incident was a bad start. That was his fault. But when him going down, he was working his way through. That wasn't his fault. Mm-hmm. Like, he just got it. Who did he get into it with? Was I, it, I think it was Freeze. I think it was Freeze. Either Freeze got underneath him, and they just dropped down because, the you know, with the elevation and stuff of the berm. I don't know what it was. I'm thinking, though. So that really wasn't his fault because mm-hmm. I think – but I expect him to get a top five and maybe even battle for a podium in these next two rounds. I really do. I think Maybe. he's. I think he's good. Um, Eli, though, when he wasn't catching Coop, he just mailed it in. Oh yeah, he settled it. He knew he didn't have to 100%. catch him. Same thing, you know. While he was pushing through the pack on Sunday and stuff. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I don't want to talk about it until after or until the next show. I think he's got this championship in the bag. I think unless he has mm-hmm. an Eli moment, you know. Everybody knows I watch the shows. I'm not a big Eli fan, but it's it's good to see him finally pull his head out of his ass and get this shit going. Yep. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, it's it's crazy all the stuff that's been going on these last couple rounds. Like it just there's so many moving parts. You know, Coop. It just I feel bad about Coop though. Is, is had he not gotten hurt in Texas, do you mm-hmm. think him and Eli would be battling for this title right yeah. now? Oh yeah, be yeah. really close. Yeah, be really close. 
Um, I oh. guess the only thing left is is winners for Wednesday. We're going back east. We're going well, I mean, to he, east is coming back to us. Here's here here's what I got. The only question I have: Does Shane or Sexton win Wednesday? Shane wins. Because I'm going to be so honest. be tied going into the. Because I'm going to be honest with you. Great. And I and I can't. I didn't get a chance to watch the the last show you did. I know you probably talked about it. But let's be real. The only reason Chase won that mud race is because Shane went down. Yeah. I think right now, I, I'm not, this is not a knock on Chase, but I just think right now, whatever Shane's got going on, Shane is mm -hmm. just a tick better than Chase. Yep. If Chase gets a start, make it, could be it could be interesting, but we know that Yamaha's on point. I think Shane wins, and I'll reserve my opinion for Sunday after Wednesday, but I honestly think Shane actually wins this title. I really do. Interesting. Because I think he's going to have a lot more help yeah. uh, come the East-West Showdown. Yeah. Because you got to think about the Geico boys. they got a lot more of their own stuff going on. Like, Christian is just trying to finish races. Mm -hmm. Jet wants to win race. Jet wants to win races. Yeah. Hunter is just, he's trying not to, um, you know, get hurt. He's trying to make it into outdoors. J-Mart's obviously not there anymore. You know, Frenchie's going to do his own thing, but then you got Justin Cooper. You know, you got Colton Nichols. Cooper knows that he's out of the title at this point. Mm -hmm. but he's not going to win the title. Um, I, I think Shane wins this championship. I really do. I think if he wins Wednesday, I think he wins his title. Yep. Which sucks for Chase. If that's the Poor case, Chase. man. That's hey, the case. Man, at least you got 450 ride. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so who wins Wednesday in the 450s, though? I don't fucking know. Tomac or, or Webb. I don't think Eli wins these next two rounds. I don't think he even... I, I just don't. I think unless he gets a start and he has a clear track, I... I I'm going to go off and say that Coop wins the next two rounds. Hmm. I think that, like I said, if Coop had another lap, I yeah. think Coop wins Sunday. Nothing against Kenny. Um, anything new? Man, the East right now is so depleted. Oh, it's horrible. You got any surprise? You think any surprises happen? Nope. You think Colt, Colt's another podium guy? Yep. I'll be curious to see. The only surprise that has been with the East is Jaleek Swole. He's been fast. Well, dude, he's been running six. Running, well, what are you? You? I bet I... In the shootout, he won't even crack the top ten. Well, I'm not talking about the shootout. I'm talking about. I'm just Wednesday. saying. I'm just saying. I mean, you're like, oh, he's a surprise. Surprise of what? I mean, you have Shane and you have Sexton. But the thing is, is that the reason That's why it. I say he's surprised is because if you look at Jalik's races up until this whole thing, all he did was hit the ground, and now he's actually putting in. He's getting well, close he's to finishing. The top. Yeah, so that yes, yes, that is different. That's but. a surprise to me because I made the comment when we did this preview to get ready for. I said the guy that was going to mail it in was Jalik Swole. He was just going to yeah, be there yeah. and finish races. Um, other than that, and I don't know, uh, these, uh, these next two rounds are going to be interesting. I don't really see a lot of fireworks, though, happening at the last round. Oh, the shootout, I think, is going to be wild. Well, it depends on what goes on. It I depends think we're going to see where. some major swings and craziness go on. As far as points? Mm hmm In the West? Because the East is kind of solidified. All, all of it. Really? All of it, yep. Like, I'm not, I, I'm with you, and I think Shane wins. Wednesday, I'm not 100% convinced that he wins the title, even if he wins Wednesday, because I think there's going to be some wildness that's going to happen. Dude, it could be a situation of him and Sexton, who hits the ground least that night. It's true. To be really honest with you. That's true. Here's a question. I, I just think we're lining up, the, the stars are lining for us, that the 250 race is going to be absolutely amazing. It'll be the first shootout. time in a while that the actual East-West shootout, like, as a whole has an impact on the points. Because mm -hmm. the last couple of years, the East-West guys have been very, very respectful. Yeah. Um, I do agree with the fact that I think that there is going to be some craziness on that end of it. 
I just don't know what's gonna happen, man. Like I don't know. I, I think, don't know either. I just think it's gonna be. Wild. I think the pro circuit guys are gonna have something. I think that I think McAdoo is gonna cause shit for people. I really do. I think now that he has the speed to run up front. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe maybe Moseman just takes out Chaser Shane just because he wants to. <laughs> like for real. Be awesome. So yeah. So all right, cool. Well, this wraps up another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show presented by TLR Coatings and Durango Guitar. Work. Is that noise coming from his phone? I think so. Just text it away. Yeah, it was. Good lord. Whatever you were doing was making noise, God, bro. This is like marks. No, it's the chair. It's like fucking marks, man. No, it wasn't the chair, dude. It was like a clicky noise from your phone. Now I know what Mathis goes through. I do too. I'm post. I'm posting videos. Uh, so okay. Yeah. I mean, that's good. See, that's what Mark bro, says let's, too. Let's, Mark let's says the same thing. Let's silence it. I mean, he's probably over there playing video games what or something. I don't know, man. Let's just aftermath show trying to get you some more Let's just wrap this up. So anyway, uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. We will be back to wrap up the entire series here after round seven because, like I said, we're just too busy to do the midweek shows. We are not on the level of pulp or any of those. You do. I'm telling you, whatever you're clicking, like when you click, it makes a noise. And then we're gonna have an outdoor preview show first week of July, right? Yeah, yeah, probably. So thanks for tuning in. We will see everybody next week uh, to wrap this whole thing up.